Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast. It's called Wisdom's Echo, and I'll be sharing with you today. My name is Ray Hughes, and I want to start off today by saying good morning to all. Uh, even if it's not morning where you are, I'm going to say it anyway. Good morning, all. It's, it's, uh, it's morning here where I am. I'm in Alabama, and uh, I'm... Um, want to talk with you about something that happened in my home state, which is Kentucky. I'm a, I'm a son of Kentucky, a son of the South. Back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was a, a couple of sisters. that they, Their name was Patty and Mildred Hill. They never married. They were school teachers in a, in a place, the Little Loom House schoolroom uh, just outside of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, they, they loved children. They, they had no children of their own, and every time they would see or meet a child, you know, they uh, were, were drawn to those children because of the love that they had in their heart. The kids felt that. They knew that, and they responded accordingly, except for one little boy that was in the, in the class. Uh, picture, if you will, little Bobby sitting on the second row in the last seat, and he never engaged uh, much with even the other children. But every day, the Hill sisters would start the day with a song. And they would say, Good morning to all, good morning to all, good morning. You get, you get the, the idea. And all the children would sing, and it would be a kind of a unifying way and a, and a gracious way to start the day and call everybody's attention to the studies of the day. But as I said, Bobby never even engaged. He would always just look down at his desk, or even when spoken to, he had a tendency to look away. Uh, even out on the playground, you would not find him playing with the other kids. He would maybe play over uh, under a tree by himself. And, uh, of course, the Hill, the Hill sisters understood to a degree because they knew he came from poverty and isolation and probably of maybe abuse and no telling what kind of dark things were in the little guy's life, you know. And then one day, uh, everybody got to their desks, and they began to start the morning. And that morning, when it all started, they sang, Happy birthday to you. Same melody, different lyrics. Happy birthday to you. And when they got to happy birthday, Bobby, when they spoke his name, and sung his name in that song, he raised his eyes, and he, you could, uh, there, was a, there was a hidden smile in his eyes that lit up, and uh, suddenly he realized that something, everyone realized that something had changed. His countenance changed. He engaged in such a way because he realized that he was so important in that moment that his name would be heard in a song. What an incredible thing to happen in a little guy's life. And you know, the power of a blessing, the power of, of celebration rather than toleration. You know, many of us live much of our lives feeling like we're, we're somewhat tolerated in certain situations. But when we step past those feelings of, of never feeling really like you fit in, typically those things come from 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 these dark places within the, the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, 
Maybe the emotions have been shut down by trauma, and it can be physical trauma, mental or emotional trauma. It has a way to uh, define how we live our lives, and it can, uh, it, it can be a, a harsh and a horrible thing. Um, you know, the words of a father is what establishes our identities and activates our destinies. And, and basically, the father's presence is what um, gives young ones and old ones permission to be innovators rather than imitators and, and just, just uh, silently slipping into a crowd and cocooning ourselves away and, uh, in our own thoughts and, and, uh, and, and thoughts, sadly, sometimes driven by pain and loss and isolation and such. But when you limit yourself to one way of thinking, um, and if uh, you deny yourself uh, of discovery and truth, and you tend to dishonor wonder and mystery and all of the beautiful things that God has for your life, many people, they, they cocoon themselves away into one way of thinking, and it's thinking from that place of trauma. And, uh, and then sooner or later, we, we try to fortify our lives with superficial comfort barriers. And some of those superficial comfort barriers can even be drugs and alcohol or, or outrageous living and just outrageous noise in our own lives trying to, trying to break those barriers that, uh, that uh, are superficial. And they're not actually, they're not comfort at all. They're only temporary escapes from, from pain. Uh, uh, so many people live lives like that. And... Um, but the desire to learn and live and, and grow is, is something, there's, there should be something that calls us out of our self-limiting boundaries, that out of our self-mind, if you will. And once we step out into wonder and mystery, you know, we're no longer bound by what the enemy says about our life and what formerly we considered to be how we know our, the world around us. Our worldview is expanded into this amazing thing through all the technologies, but still, people cocoon themselves away. Uh, and uh, we, we need to find that boundless grace and unlimited creativity being deposited from generation to generation, rather than the things that traumatize and terrify and, and uh, create um, th this world of even tolerating ourselves sometimes. So many people are caught in that trap, and you see it more and more being revealed, or let me say exposed, uh, during these days of, of um, pandemic and cocoonism, if you will. Uh, but we should be free uh, to delight and, and discovery and beauty. And uh, the, uh, the Father's words to us all should be awakening the dreams. And, you know, it's, it's not as exciting to hear what old men know as it is to hear what young men just found out. You know, it's a beautiful thing when knowledge bows to discovery. There's something sacred in watching a young man as he discovers, for he's learning how to become old. It's also a beautiful thing when an old man finds joy in discovering things that he doesn't know, because in those very times, that's when he learns how to become young again. Of course, Stupid is still stupid, no matter how old you are, and, and there's a lot of stupid going on in this world right now, and I think it's uh, as, re as a result of that, the crazy confusion, chaos, and, 
and all the things that capture humanity these days, ah, to break free of all that. I think it has to do with uh, a biblical understanding of that. Uh, you know, remember in Psalm 33 where, where David said, sing unto the Lord a new song? And a new song is exactly what happened in that room that day when Bobby came alive to the possibilities of a beauty in his life that he had most likely never even considered. And Psalm 33, it says, sing unto the Lord a new song. New is that Hebrew word kodash. Kodash simply means to, uh, the root word, uh, the root of that is rebuild, renew, repair, and restore. And sometimes one simple song, one simple lyric, one encounter with the goodness of God, one encounter, uh, one encounter with the truth that we're supposed to live can change everything. You know, uh, Mark Twain said, the two most important days in a man's life are the day he was born and the day that he finds out why. And I dare say that, uh, you know, somewhere within the, the scattered graffiti of your dreams and desires, those secret dreams and desires, that's where you're going to find the signature of God engraved on your heart. And in His name, your destiny is found because in His name is where we find our truest song. You know, somewhere, somewhere in between uh, patience and persistence, wisdom and love will always find their voice. And, um, and especially while sons and daughters learn to listen, while fathers learn to speak. And right now, I believe the Lord's raising up multi-generational knowings of God that's causing everyone to find their song. Lord, you are the strength of my life. You are my song. Now, how will his truth and how will his word, how will his presence, how does his grace and favor make it into our song? Well, when we're responding to a, 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 the heart of a father, rather than reacting to the harshness of this world, uh, we find our song. I believe our uh, I believe uh, our our song really is um, the sound of our brokenness and our woundings finding their truest voice. Um, and what we were what we were created and born to sing, and again it comes so much from the from the words of the Father. Um, and and when we bring it into this natural realm, there's always throughout Scripture any time uh, God was when when God was doing these powerful things in the Old Testament it, and it, and even into the New Testament it was it was all about three generations. When real revival comes, it'll it'll encompass three generations. When real um, revolutions and outpourings and expressions of the nature of God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to involve everyone. It'll be the Abraham, you know, remember they were always addressed as the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Three generations. You know, that Abraham generation with the wisdom and experience. That's how I remember them. They're the old ones with the wisdom experience and experience. See, the greatest shortage in the body of Christ today, I think, is, is uh, there's a shortage of white-haired men that understand their kingdom relevance. Uh, typically, by the time you get old and, 
get white hair, you're you're uh, sitting in a church somewhere with more obligated your the obligation to church instead of fascination with God. And I'll just say this to you, Abrahams out there: <clears throat> when your when your memories are more powerful than your dreams, you're sabotaging your future and the future of those that are coming behind you. Live your lives fully now with fruit with fruit and kingdom effectiveness. Don't, don't think it's just your job to be the old people that know something and you, you sit in, a, in these stale atmospheres of obligation. No, come alive to the kingdom. And, uh, you, you still got more to bring. You still got more to live. You got more to experience. If you're alive, uh, you, you know, if you're alive, be alive. And, uh, of course, that's that Abraham wisdom and experience. But then the next one is the Abraham Isaac. And Isaac are those kind of mid-aged ones that are still uh, producing. And, and they, uh, they are typically looked at as those sometimes still trapped in the hustle culture. Out there making things happening and very resourceful and innovative and so on. And that's great. I love to celebrate the Isaacs. And then the Jacobs are those that, uh, those young ones that are, they still got the fire. They still got the zeal, the energy, the enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, that there's a, there's a, you know, God thinks multi-generationally. I think we should too. This is not about the, the kingdom and, and leadership. And, and, and I was reminded that the word leader or leadership is only six times in Scripture. But but there's some 900. I don't know. Wait a minute. Let, let me look that up for you here real quick. I, I have it right here. Um, leader is mentioned six times in Scripture, but the word servant is mentioned 900 times. Uh, but why do we spend all our time going to leadership conferences? I think we need to be going to servant conferences. And I think God would help us to know how to carry songs that would awaken the next generation behind us if they knew that we were not just leading them, but that we were actually here with an understanding that we were born to serve them and bless them and honor them and awaken their song for their generation. And uh, one, of the, one of the important uh, beauties of life to me is that Life will dissolve its own boundaries and let you walk away gently when you go if you spend your love on those that are listening to your goodbye. To walk away gently is to say to those behind you that love is stronger than death. And when one generation goes to heaven, they'll leave enough love for the next generation to swim in. So, with that said, i got to go, and I'll just say good morning to all, good morning to all. Sing the song that you were born to sing and come fully alive to it. Look at your, look at your life through gentler eyes. That's one of the things I'm learning right now at this time in my life because for too long I've looked at my life through the lens of harsh thought. And I'm learning to look at my life now with gentler eyes. And every time I find the grace to look past what has been broken, I see that something has been made whole just underneath the shards of former brokenness, 
Something is waiting for those that are looking, but you got to look with gentler eyes. Well, God bless you guys today. I hope it's a wonderful day for you. See you next time.